Tell me if you've been here before. You're with a fun new partner. Maybe you met at a bar or a dating app or maybe somewhere that you just share a common hobby. You've hung out, maybe gone on a few dates. You're flirting, kissing, and clothes are starting to come off. Then, once the underwear slips away, bam! You see a forest full of fur that would make the Amazon jealous. And now you're about to either slob a knob with nostril ticklers or do a box munch with more than you bargained for for your box lunch. What do you do? Sex and dating can be scary, but you don't have to be totally screwed as long as you've got the right tools. Greetings, kings, queens, and libertines. I'm certified sex coach Kincaid McMinn, and this is Royally Screwed, the show where I talk with my friends about masturbation, mating, marriage, and everything in between. Each episode, my guest and I share personal stories about our own dating lives and how that relates to culture at large. Today, I have a very special treat for you all. I am joined by not one, but two guests for a group discussion on the do's and don'ts of body hair. JC Niblett is a professional editorial assistant for a prominent sex-positive blog. She's a Philadelphia native, and her new Instagram account, Freedom in Intimacy, will explore sexual topics as she continues her sex coaching education. My other guest is Katrushina Zoltak psychologist and sexologist who has five years experience as an intern at the Sex Positive Institute in Poland. She's also a sex coach in training, a writer, and a lesbian in a monogamous relationship. This may be my podcast, but both of these amazing women have written countless sex positive articles that I, your humble host, learn from all the time. They are each smarter than two of me stacked inside of a trench coat, and it is an honor to have them both here at the same time today to talk, laugh, and have a good time. Katarzyna, JC, welcome to the show. Ooh, thank you. Hi, happy to be here with you. Now, for the audience, uh, Katarzyna, I know her as Kasia for short, so I may be addressing her as Kasia throughout, but you can find her at her Instagram handles, Katarzyna Zoltak, and that'll be linked in the bio down below. I am so excited to have you both here today. It's This has been something we've been trying to get together for a while, but there were like scheduling issues. Kasia, you were moving. How is how is uh, How did the move go? Are you settled okay? Yes, I'm still okay. Thank you for asking. I moved from Poland to the UK. It all went smoothly, so I'm very happy with that. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, so happy that we're finally able to do this. I don't even know where to go. I've never done a panel before, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your patience with me. And JC, how are you doing today? What are you most excited about? I'm doing great. I'm really excited we're here. I think that, yeah, like the three of us together is going to be awesome. Um, I think... It's crazy we're in like three pretty wildly different time zones and we were able to pull it off to be here at the same time. So that's really cool. I'm really glad that we made it work. Yeah, and normally I'm normally JC, you and I are a little bit closer in time zone because normally I'm in Texas, but right now I'm in LA for, for a working vacation for a couple weeks. So like we're even further apart, mm -hmm. we're further away. Like I'm further away from Kasha. It, it just logistically it's been <laughs> A little difficult, but I'm so happy. I hope that the payoff is... I'm sure that the payoff is going to be amazing, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. So, first of all, 
Kasha, JC, what are y'all drinking? Some coffee, iced coffee that I made myself with some a little bit of caramel. It's delicious, but I probably shouldn't finish this entire cup. So I also have water to hopefully not, That's not a go cup. crazy. That is that is a big like it's not yeah. even a mason jar size. That is a big old jar. I'm stacked with me. I only drink out of these. Like <laughs> I mostly have like one one of these is filled with a smoothie, the others with water, and then the others with coffee, and that's like my rotation. You are insane. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. And Kasha, what you drinking? Yeah, I'm pretty basic today because I have black tea with some honey. And although I just moved to the UK, so I'm doing my best to start drinking tea with milk, but I'm still struggling, <laughs> but I'm doing my best. So this tea right now is without milk, but sometimes I'm changing it up. I'm adjusting my taste buds to tea with milk, mm. but this one without milk, I'm enjoying very much <laughs> for now. I enjoy tea like all over the spectrum. I enjoy tea without milk. I have enjoyed tea with milk. I I had tea with milk yesterday, day before. I forget. What what like what about it like requires an adjustment? To me, there's not that big of an adjustment to make. But about the the milk specifically. Yeah, I don't know. When I drink it with milk, for me, it's just I need a cake with that. <laughs> ah. And it sounds funny, but most often I drink tea when I'm having dinner or, you know, eating something in the evening, something savory. So I don't usually drink milk with that, even drink tea with milk. So when I have milk in my tea, it means I need to have some cake with that. Hmm. so this is what i'm adjusting you know this isn't... makes perfect sense yes it does <laughs> i i agree isn't it like nine o'clock in the uk are you gonna be able to sleep if you're drinking tea now i will be i mean coffee would kill me but i'm used to drinking tea at like all times so hopefully right. i will be okay <laughs> perfect well i trust you to know yourself well enough excellent for those of you listening, I am drinking a Pinot Grigio. For those of you who listened to my last show with Aubrey Moore, where I discussed the terrible attempt at a kind of sort of mimosa, where I didn't have orange juice or champagne, I had Pinot Grigio and, <laughs> and peach juice. This is that exact same Pinot Grigio from last oh, episode. Wow. It's much better on its own than it is when mixed with peach juice. So... <laughs> It was, it was, yo, it was bad. It was very bad. <laughs> I think, I think that sounds like really good. It was weird. I, I'm you would try think it now. so. You would think so. <laughs> it just, it did not pan out well. It just ended up tasting kind of watered down. I hoped it was good because I was like, oh, I would love a mimosa, but I don't have the mimosa things, but I have these two like kind of sort of. <laughs> In got, the like, same a, realm. Exactly. I've got a fruit juice and then a flat white wine. Maybe this will work, and it did not work. Well, th well, we can learn you. from your mistakes, though. Yeah, do so, please. It, it or maybe it could have been like, oh, like maybe kind of a sangria. Nah, it didn't. It didn't really <laughs> make a sangria either. It was just nothing, nothing particularly great. Thank you all for sharing. Let's hop into today's topic, which is all about hair, body hair, facial hair, armpit hair, leg hair, pubic hair. Long hair, short hair, all of the hair. I know, I can see, like, everyone's, like, twiddling their fingers with excitement. 
there's a couple different ways that we could go about this. I guess one thing is like, where the heck does does hair come from? Like, what is it, or what? Where does body hair come from? There is there's a couple different hypotheses that are out there of like why we have armpit hair, butt hair, pubic hair. Are you guys familiar with any of some of those different theories or hypotheses? I I know of like the biggest one that comes to me is the idea of like like phys- physiologically why we have hair on our bodies is to like protect certain areas from to lessen the amount of bacteria like external bacteria that will get into those into those bits right and that's why it's in the certain areas that it's in um that's the first thing that comes to my head that's interesting because i would almost think that like armpits it feels like it makes it more prone to to like holding on to bacteria and smell and Mm -hmm. stuff but when we first started researching this, I started looking at some of the evolutionary hypotheses, and I'm totally blanking on what some of them were. Some some talk about how it was allowed for better, like, the fact that we have less body hair than, let's say, like, other animals made it to where on the, the sub-Saharan African plain where humans come from, that it allowed for better heat dissipation. But I think mm. there have been studies that disprove that. There have been some that talk about like pheromones like that that the places where we have body hair like our armpits our pubic area can be places where that that hair can hold on to pheromones which could be attractive or indicators of indicators of sexual compatibility with someone else if someone likes Mm. the way that you smell it may have something to do with your pheromones and those can be located in some of those hairy hot spots (laughs) and then I think another thing was, uh, I think kind of what you were talking about, JC, STI prevention, Mm -hmm. because it prevents, like, having pubic hair specifically, I think, it creates a bit of a barrier from skin-to-skin contact, so you're less likely to transfer skin-to-skin STIs. Yeah, exactly. I'm also thinking about, like, the reduction of friction during sex, for example. Ooh, that's a good idea, too. Yes, because if if you have like raw skin on raw skin rubbing against each other a lot you're going to get chafing friction burns blisters over time that kind of thing mm-hmm. i think that was that's one of the i think that's one of the hypotheses behind like why humans have like butt hair like hair in our <laughs> butt cheeks is to prevent pre- prevent friction of like your butt cheeks rubbing together as you walk <laughs> or run <laughs> i love that image genius. I haven't I haven't thought of it. That right? makes a lot of sense. It kind of does. And I guess the same thing with with uh like armpits too because that's another place where there's a lot of like movement and having body hair there kind of helps. But no matter no matter what type of body hair you have, whether you have a little, whether you have a lot, there is what naturally occurs on us as people. And then there is how society tells us that it should be presented or be manicured or maintained or not maintained. And it's different for men versus women. What are your guys' thoughts on, like, what some of the differences are and how do you feel about that? I think that 
it's clear like at the at its most basic it's quite clear that society um favors hairy men over hairy women although there is something to be said about like hairy people in general no matter the gender also like society doesn't love hair but it's definitely way more allowed to be there with male presenting people than female presenting people historically this has made me quite angry tell me about it (laughs) i definitely like as like a an older teenager um i'm 24 now so i guess it's not that long ago but very rebelliously decided to stop shaving everywhere and make sure everybody (laughs) knew about it everybody was gonna know (laughs) i decided to uh cease that behavior now it's a little bit calmed down i still don't do that i still don't shave anything Mm -hmm. but uh it's not so much as like a an act of rebellion that it is like i just don't really care i think it's definitely way more favored on men than women and i've gotten a lot of like it's always hilarious to me when men question my armpit hair or like act act any certain way about it like why don't you shave that and i'm like why like lift up your arms yeah don't do you not have hair there as well like well but you're a girl i've gotten that a lot yeah so you don't shave your armpits do you shave legs you don't shave anything you said i yeah no i don't shave anything at all i definitely i definitely trim and i've told this to like all i've explained this all my friends like i i don't shave anywhere but i do like maintain the bush Mm a little bit with like a men's beard trimmer which that is a hack for anyone listening who doesn't want to shave their their pubes but wants it to be trimmed down always do the beard trimmer it's the best i couldn't agree with you more jc because the trimmer is just it's life-changing because you don't get all the razor bumps and so on it's just it's amazing so highly recommend Mm-hmm. Kasha, what is, or I guess both of you, what has been your experience? Like, what messages did you receive about your body hair growing up? How did you handle it back then? And how do you handle it now? I was definitely shamed a lot for having hair. And it comes back to even when I was a child, to be honest, when I started growing hair, you know, during puberty, I was shamed a lot by peers. And I just, you know, I started shaving. So I didn't know that I didn't have to. I mean, even though my family was saying to me that it's okay not to shave, still like the peer pressure was much bigger. So I just started shaving. And actually, I started to change my relationship with my body hair when I was around 20 and now I'm 25 so it was not a long time ago and actually my partner helped me a lot with it and also like my friends who are very sex positive and you know my also other friends who are feminists as hell and I love them (laughs) for it. Fuck yes. I love that. Thank you so much. JC, like what were some of the messages that you received? I did not start shaving my body until I got a a boyfriend and I was probably like 15 at this point. I grew up with like a pretty hardcore hippie feminist mom and she like was not, she would not have me buying. I I remember I asked her one time to show like, I, I don't know how old I was, maybe like 
between the ages of 10 and 15 somewhere between there I was like I need you to like teach me how to shave my legs and she was like no (laughs) you don't need to do that (laughs) so wow but then but you know but I do have like I have this memory of like I know I was in sixth grade so I was probably like 11 or 12 I met I was had a friend she introduced me to a bunch of other friends at like this sleepover and I was introduced like this is my friend JC and uh one of the girls is like oh is this the girl who doesn't shave her pubes <gasps> what a no motherfucker way. and I was like what the fuck why would you tell them that no and these girls were like a little bit older too so I think that, that and that's like still in my brain oh. like that was horrible for me so I think it was the you know that happened and I was like I need to shave and my mom was like no and then I got a a boyfriend and I was like he cannot see this I have to be completely naked hairless absolutely no hair on my body whatsoever includes the face the the legs like everything and that went on for a little while but I definitely got the message of like not just from like media but like from like girls in middle school and middle school girls like that is probably where all of us get like a good half of our programming is from like girls in middle school <laughs> mm. and I definitely got the programming of like you should not have hair oh, anywhere wow. on your body I'm yeah. still in shock it's very traumatic for my little my little self but now look at me and I think that that probably also fueled this like the rebellious teenager later on hell yeah it was like yeah i don't shave my pews and you're weird for shaving yours yeah That's weird so you're Bitch. trying to you're trying to please the man huh <laughs> okay how very conformist <laughs> of you yeah like... that's exactly. so sad now i'm you know now i'm thinking that i'm so glad that i'm a lesbian because i didn't <laughs> feel listen i didn't feel this much pressure to shave from my partner and yes now that now that i'm thinking about it i've been thinking about it for a while if i was in a relationship with a man i would feel the pressure it would be so much bigger for me Mm -hmm. to shave i i would have this more internalized i think that's that's very sad yeah and i think like it doesn't even it's not so much to do with like i like what you just said is so interesting because i don't think that I ever was directly pressured by the boyfriend to be like, you. Mm-hmm. like, I don't think he ever, I don't think we ever talked about it, but it was just the fact that I was going to, that there was a chance that I would be naked in front of a boy at that young of an age, that that was the pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and totally. Yeah. So it is very interesting. That is so crazy that you haven't felt that pressure. Mm. For me, I've always been relatively like I I'm not a hairy person aside from the the long hair on my head. I'm not a particularly hairy person. Well, I guess in my leg hair. I I have a lot of leg hair, but I don't have like a hairy chest. I don't get facial hair very much at all. So, I always felt a little on the emasculate side of things. I, you know, got made fun of because I couldn't grow facial hair. Mm. I, as far as like pubic hair, I remember discovering internet porn when I was around 13 or 14 and seeing how everyone was completely clean shaven. And that was probably late middle school. So when I started high school, I was like, oh, oh there's all these cute girls. I need to start shaving everything. <laughs> 
And <laughs> after a couple of weeks of dealing with all of that hassle and the razor burn and everything, I was like, okay, maybe not shaving all the time is a good idea. But I do still trim. I I shave I shave certain parts of my pubic region, but I leave a lot of the like the top pubic mound pretty much alone because I don't need to shave that. And like we've already discussed, it acts as a barrier for SDIs, acts as cushion <laughs> to prevent friction during sexy fun times. So I like to keep that there. Uh, but I do it's trim it. It's the best. Up. It's the best. I don't understand. I really don't get why I, I and I have this conversation with, with like my peers my friends my friend groups all the time like why do you do it and a lot of the time you know and I and I honestly I was gonna like give this disclaimer to you like prior to this podcast but I feel that I have like a little bit of a, a controversial perspective mm -hmm. on this topic because I I have these conversations with my friends and they try to explain to me like their motivation in doing it okay and they always get like i just don't understand why people do it basically i i can't like understand the reasoning at all and i and mm -hmm. i understand like i what i do understand is like it's just like your personal preference to like be hairless but i i talk to my friends about this all the time like i just it sucks like shaving sucks shaving is so much hassle and also one thing that, oh god, I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast or if I just talked about it with, like, other colleagues. But shaving also, it, it, on top of the fact that it removes your hair, so it increases your risk of STI transmission through more skin-to-skin -skin contact, it also removes the top protective layer of your skin. So then you're even more susceptible to STI transmission. Uh, certainly within the first six hours after you shave. So if you're shaving right before a date, you are asking, you're not asking for an STI transmission. I don't want to say that, but it greatly it increases your risk of right, catching yeah. or passing along an STI because you're removing that top protective layer of epidermis for at least six hours afterwards. So I've, I actually went on a date, uh, let's see, a couple of weeks ago before I came out to LA and I shaved shortly before the date. I wanted to do it like the day before, but I ran out of time. So I had to do it earlier in the day. And so I got in the car and I was like, just so you know, we can't do anything until at least 10 o'clock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> but it's it's pervasive. I I was with a partner a couple of nights ago and she had she had shaved in preparation for our date or maybe the day before tops or something like that it was still very very it was still very freshly shaven i was like you know you don't have to do that right and she i, I forget what her answer was it was just like yeah but i just wanted to and i was like okay cool not the time mm. to get into a political conversation about <laughs> about body hair but I could see that it you know that she had like razor bumps and and you know irritation on her skin and I was just like, I was like, this isn't, in my opinion is like, this isn't how it should be. Mm, yeah. That's also, yeah. that's also why in protest, I have not shaved my armpit hair in, <laughs> in many years. Good. Well, cause I, 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 I well, yeah. 
on top of the fact that it's also, like I said, because I'm a cis man, I've never had that pressure for it, except when I was on swim team. Like for, for the big mm. meets on swim team, we would shave everything. But aside from that, I also just see how much people complain about it. Like they hate shaving their armpits, but they still do it anyway. And like that never mm. made sense to me. I'm thinking it's just so internalized in everyone that even though we can keep saying, and I do believe that it should be like personal preference, I think it's hard. Like personally for me, it's hard. You mentioned before Kinkai that I was moving to the UK and during this time I was so tired. I was doing a lot of stuff related to moving, like formal, formal stuff that I actually didn't shave for like a few weeks. And I kind of did it on purpose as well, because I wanted to see like, how long can my hair actually get? Yeah. <laughs> and I was surprised and I was surprised <laughs> and it was actually comfortable. Yeah. But then the thing is with it becoming like, with it being so internalized that I cannot feel sexy when I'm not shaved. So mm -hmm. that's the issue for me. And I think it may be an issue for like other people as well, especially women, because they also have like a lot of pressure on them to shave. So, yeah, I think the societal messages are so hard and so harsh, even representation in the movies. And even if you have an ad for like, like a shaving ad, you see that they're shaving like already shaved legs, which is crazy. <laughs> I never thought about that, but yeah. I see some companies that are like, right now they're selling razors and they actually have ads that show like women with armpit hair or hair on their legs. And it's like groundbreaking uh, and they're saying <laughs> Yes, and it's so crazy. And they're saying that it's okay if you don't shave, but if you want to, you can buy a razor from us, which is, I think, far better than, you know, the ads where the woman is so crazy. It's so weird. I didn't know that they had ads like that nowadays. JC, have you seen any ads like that? Yeah, I've seen the ad that you're talking about, Kasha, where it's like, it's like a new thing. It's a new ad now where they're showing people with body hair and saying like, yeah, it's okay if you don't shave, but if you want to buy a razor, I've definitely seen that. And I did think that that was kind of cool. I think like, I think where my like controversial opinion comes from, I don't even know if it's really controversial, but it's, it's like you said, Kincaid, like everyone complains about shaving. Like no one ever is like, I love shaving. It feels so nice to, to shave my body. They'll say it feels nice to be shaved, but everyone hates doing it. Mm -hmm. And like, the, what I hear from women a lot is like, I just like how I, I like how I look better when I'm shaved. I like how my legs feel when I'm shaved. Uh, I feel cleaner. That's really big. Like everybody feels a lot cleaner if they're shaved. But I think Kasha, what you said really, really like hits the nail on the head for me is like when you said, I can't feel sexy unless I am shaved. Mm. And I think that that's my issue is that a lot of women will say that they, personally prefer their body to be shaved when in reality like these societal we don't like ex your personal preferences don't exist in a vacuum like mm -hmm. they are they are exactly mm -hmm. they're influenced by like so I think the way that you're talking about this Kasha is so like poignant and almost like brave for you to say it that way yeah to, for me hearing it is it feels very like brave of you to say it that way 
because it's kind of like recognizing and looking at the way that your personal preferences have been shaped by societal pressure or culture. And that feels like so refreshing to me because all the conversations that I have about body hair are, well, I just prefer it that way. I just prefer it that way. I just want mm. it that way. I just want my legs to look like that. That's I just want fine. My... But like, why do you prefer it that way? Dig exactly. a little deeper if exactly. you want. Yeah. And then everyone, you know, gets mad at me for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the controversy time... comes from. Well, yeah. you know why they have such thin skin is because they've removed the top layer of their skin from all the shaving. <laughs> That was good. That was really good. <laughs> if any of your friends, do not show any of your friends this podcast. They're going to hate me. I'm going to get a bunch of hate comments because of this. Oh, no, that's staying uh, in, though. But, you know, I'm also thinking that at the same time, like, I, I don't feel like I can blame others for not shaving because, you know, it's hard to actually, like, you have to actively think about the influences that the society has on you and if you actually decide to not shave and you go out, out there you will be probably shamed or you will get funny looks or bad looks yes uh yeah. yeah so you have to put a lot of energy into that so sometimes it's just easier to just shave and that's the sad part and i really yeah. don't want the world to look like that but it looks like that it's it requires so much more mental energy to even examine your reasonings to begin to question things like that much mm -hmm. less try to actively go against the stream uh, of what pop culture says you should be like yeah it it can be a little tiring it can be a little exhausting we all all of us like all sexologists deal with that fatigue from time to time because it's it's tough work, and this is part of that. Talking about it just being so ingrained, or feeling like you can't feel sexy unless you have a shaved body. I remember, oh god, there have been so many instances where I'm with, if I'm with a, with a woman partner, and she says, oh sorry, I, like, sorry, I've got a little bit of hair down there. Like, they're apologizing. Mm. Mm, I remember oh, that breaks the, my heart. It breaks my heart too. <laughs> especially especially when the sorry i've got a little bit of hair down there uh i remember the first time that i ever performed oral sex on a partner she was like sorry i've got a little bit of hair down there i haven't shaved in a few days and i went down and it was like nothing like like very very little i was like how long is a few days she's like i don't know like nine days or something and the hair was maybe a quarter to half an inch long like it was nothing mm -hmm. um and she felt so self-conscious about it that she felt the need to give a disclaimer it was it was very disheartening i also remember let's see okay there was one time before that actually i think where i tried to go down on a partner but i had never been near a vulva before i had never had my <laughs> face close to a vulva before so i was definitely like kind of caught off guard um, and she didn't shave. She had, she had very, very, like, very full growth. And I wasn't expecting the, the like, how it was, like, there was so many things. It was, like, partly, like, there was, like, the smell of a vulva for the first time was, like, new and <laughs> shocking. There was, uh, this may get cut out. I don't know. I feel embarrassed telling this story. 
But, but like the smell of a vulva was a new thing like having pubic hair in my face was a new thing so i like i kissed my way down and then kissed my way right back up her body because i didn't know how to handle it <laughs> oh it's so cute i love that that's so cute i didn't want to like disrupt the flow or anything and be like what the fuck like but I, but I was i was just like kissed my way down her body got down there was like hmm i don't know how to handle this and just kissed my way right back up and continued kissing her on her lips and you know but it was it was such a new experience and then later on when i was eating out a partner for the first time and she said sorry i have a little bit of growth like i you know i haven't shaved in a little while and it was like the story I said earlier, so, so short. It was like nothing. I was like, what do you, this is like, this is nothing. This is nothing at all. And I've had, I, there's countless stories that are like that, where it's just, they apologize because it's been a couple of days, maybe. Mm. And it makes me sad. Yeah. Kasha, you also wanted to talk a little bit specifically about some facial hair, right? Yes, exactly. I was thinking actually about eyebrows. Oh, okay. But also about mustache. <laughs> I mean, on women. <laughs> the thing about like mustache is I I have very dark hair, and mm -hmm. I was shamed about it before, but I stopped giving a fuck, and I'm very happy about it. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> Woo, okay. yeah, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Uh, but what I wanted to share is that I found out that I think in Iran in 18th century, like the mustache was actually a sign, like it was a sign of beauty. So I just wanted to like give it a shout out and say that cultural differences exist and, you know, something to think about, something that you may right now be thinking is ugly or against the societal norms can be a sign of beauty somewhere else, or it was a sign of beauty in different times. So just some food for thought, you know. It definitely made me feel good when I heard that. I didn't know that about Iran, you said? Yes, in the 18th century. I found out because I follow, uh, I will try to say their name right, Alok V. Menon, I think, on Instagram. It's a wonderful person and they write a lot about like gender norms, about gender binary, but also they wrote a lot recently about like hair removal. So I definitely also encourage you to check it out. Mm. So they mentioned it. Yeah. Excellent. I love that. And yes, cultural norms not only change from culture to culture, but also change throughout time too. And that goes for so many things. We have a very, very narrow view in our in, in the 21st century of what is considered beautiful. But when you learn a little bit about history and you learn how beauty standards have not only shifted over time, but encompassed a ton of different things over time, over different time periods and different cultures throughout different time periods, you really get a sense of, oh, what we think of as, quote, beautiful is really one incredibly small piece of a much larger pie of what the human body is capable of and the different ways that we can be beautiful or attractive or desirable or handsome for our, for our male listeners. 
there's so many different things than what we hear and see just every day in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. I think that what was coming up for me when you were talking about the facial hair is I've seen, if you look at like, there's this, I don't know where I saw it, but there was this like graphic of like eyebrow trends, like the eyebrow shapes over, over the last like, I don't know, maybe like 20 years or something. It's like 90s brows looked like this and like early 2000s brows, like this was the the style. And like, it just, it changes like, like thicker ones are in sometimes and then the super thin eyebrows are in other times. And it feels like when I look at it this way, like this broader scope, it feels so frivolous. Like it doesn't matter because it's going to change again, right? Like it, what even matters yeah. because- but like by the time you actually get it right it's gonna be wrong there was something else that came up for me as well oh it was the dark hair this was another this was another thing that um I really noticed once I stopped shaving my body so I like hairy legs hairy armpits like all of this is my hair's my my this hair is dark that you can see now but it's dyed I'm like I traditionally like naturally blonder hair so my hair on my legs is pretty light. And so anytime anyone ever, I would get this comment all the time. And it's so, oh, it would get to me. Like everyone would be like, oh, like you don't shave, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I don't shave. Oh, but but your hair is really light though. It's really light. So it's fine. Like basically insinuating what? that if my hair was dark, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that fine. It's cool. Yeah. Like, you don't shave your legs wow. Fuck those really guys. Light. Yeah. Wow. I would get that all the time. And it would drive me insane because I'm like, first of all, like, do you hear yourself? How do you not? So because my hair is light, then I'm allowed. Then to you're a, uh, like, you're light. the exception somehow. Right. right. But that implies that there is a non-accept group of people. Mm-hmm. Right. And it also speaks to like privilege in a way of like, you know, this is another reason I don't feel so rebellious anymore for not shaving is because for me to like do that as a teenager and be like I'm gonna you know fuck the man I'm not shaving that was like that was born a lot out of privilege because I'm like white because I'm cisgendered because I'm you know all of these things like I didn't yes I I was shamed in some ways right but that is like a perfect example of privilege and the privilege that I had I was gonna say you also have the the option to choose to rebel against those norms and it not right. affect your life adversely. Exactly, like the difference between being like having some comments here and there versus like violence against me. I never experienced violence against me due to this, mm. right? So that also came up for me, and I think it's another layer of this conversation. Talking about styles changing over time, I remember I had a partner who was only self-conscious uh, she she shared that she was very self-conscious growing up because her arm hair was was dark and she had kind of thick eyebrows and was so happy in the kind of like early 2010s when dark thick eyebrows came into mm-hmm. style she's like oh thank god like yeah finally <laughs> finally my time has come but it it made me again just really sad i feel like i say that i've said that a lot this episode like I had Mm -hmm. this experience or I heard about someone else's experience whom I dated and that experience made me very sad. And I recognize like how privileged I am Mm -hmm. to be a man in the society today 
because there are things that affected my self-esteem, but as we addressed early on, it seems to be geared in a lot of ways towards towards women in society. Mm-hmm. That it's a lot harsher. There's a lot more expectation mm-hmm. to be presented in an incredibly manicured way. Men have that too. You know, for example, I feel very self-conscious. I, I, I have felt self-conscious about the fact that I can't grow facial hair very well. It's not, it's not a good look. It's, <laughs> it's not a good look. I've tried to grow out, I've tried to grow out like a mustache or a goatee or facial hair a couple of times, and I always get ridiculed for it. And that's also oh. rude as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. it is rude. That's so disrespectful. Yeah. I'm trying something new. I want to see how it looks. I think it looks good. And so I would have a couple people that would be supportive, but I would also have so many people that would just absolutely lay into me and say like, oh, you look like, you know, you." a common one would be like, you look like a creeper or you look like a pedophile or something oh like that. Oh, yeah. You know, if I tried to grow it, because it's, it's not a very, it wouldn't be a very thick or well-defined, you know, like, very full mustache or something mm-hmm. and mm. that stung that stings mm. if you do that shit to people cut that shit out anytime yeah. a friend yes. of mine tries to grow out a mustache anymore i never give them any sort of any shit for it i never i never ever say like you know i never make like oh you look like a bit of a creeper or something like that like i never make those jokes anymore because it hurt my feelings so much when I tried. So now I always tell people, I'm like, dude, you're fucking killing it with the stash. <laughs> you look so fucking good. <laughs> because that's what I wanted people to tell me. Yeah. And now I like, so it's not that I can't grow facial hair. I can grow a little bit of facial hair. <laughs> I can't grow a full beard. But with a little bit of facial hair I can grow, I would like to be able to grow without fear of getting ridiculed for it. Yeah. I've even had partners give me shit for it before. No. I, where if I try to grow it out, they like I've gotten ridiculed for it by by partners before. And then if I try to it, it was weird. If I shaved and let it grow out like a day or two and it was like prickly, I would get criticized for that. If I let it try to grow out a ton and try to do a mustache or a goatee, I would get criticized for that. And then if I shave it off, then suddenly I look baby-faced and I get criticized for that. It was... I know, we just can't win. We just just cannot win. win. So, like, fuck it and do what you want. Yeah, exactly. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to do what you want. Investigate a little bit of why you want the things that you want, especially if it ends up going in line with what society expects of you in a way, you know, question that just a little bit and be like, okay, do I do this because of me? Are my reasons for doing it internal or external? Were they given to me from something external or does it come from some way that I enjoy expressing myself? You know, so whether you choose to shave your armpits or not, your legs or not, your face or your pubic hair or not, you know, figure out where, figure out where that's coming from. Figure out, is it really an inner expression? Is it something that I want to try? Or is, uh, you know, shaving even? Or is there some other reason for it? I like to keep things trimmed in my pubic region because I don't want to have long, curly pubic hair getting in my partner's nose or something like that when they're going down on me. So there is there is a functional reason for that. 
it's right. not just yeah. purely aesthetic mm -hmm. um, exactly it's not and it's certainly not just because that's what i've been told to do i trim up uh my scrotum and my perineum or sorry i shave my scrotum and my perineum because over time those get itchy like those those get itchy and those are less fun when they grow out more but the but the top pubic mound i just trim up and trim up and not shave because i don't want like the because of the functional reason so investigate what are your reasons for doing things if it is truly a comfort thing in my instance because it is more comfortable to be shaven in certain areas because of because it gets itchy otherwise that's a functional reason but investigate like is it really just because i don't feel sexy unless i shave or mm -hmm. because i feel like i have to do this otherwise i'm not desirable and Those also and also before you comment someone else's hair choices like think like what is your intention behind this and also like ask them is it okay if we have a talk about like hair preferences like don't shame them like ask them hey like why do you like your legs shaven or not shaven and you know talk about it but don't shame them on what they want simple as that or hard as that as well <laughs> jc any closing thoughts my closing closing thought would be that i would hope as much as i hope for women to investigate their own reasons for hair removal on their body i also would love the men who sleep with women to investigate their hair preferences for their partners and why they think that i think for me that's that's really that's really what i would want if i had one wish <laughs> it would be for the men who sleep with women too because really i feel that that's where that's where a lot of this comes from straight women straight cis women wanting to remove their body hair is to please the men that they're sleeping with and that's a huge oversimplification but mm -hmm. i would love for the sexual culture itself to to kind of look at that and not just the women who are who are removing their hair um i'd love for the men to look at that too and I think that's the last thing that I that I have to think about. To piggyback off that just briefly, because it brought something up. Earlier, we were talking about pheromones and how pubic region, how pubic hair can be a holding ground for pheromones. I find that I'm actually more attracted to a partner if they have some pubic hair because I get more of their natural scent. Mm -hmm. because i can get more of that natural odor and that is actually really attractive yeah <laughs> so investigate I, I agree investigate why you have the preferences that you do and question is there a better way if my partner were to shave and have a little bit more odor what might i actually be kind of into that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that kind of, the way that if you're attracted to the way that a person's natural smell is that can be a huge indicator of compatibility or yeah. not yep totally agree kasha any closing thoughts yeah now that you started talking about like body hair being attractive mm -hmm. it kind of made me realize that for me body hair is also like a big statement so like for example if 
a woman uh, or a person who was raised as a woman comes, you know, to is in a public place with body hair. For me, that's a statement. And now I'm thinking that it's kind of sad that it's a statement for me because I wish it was like natural. But mm. for me, I see them as a person who actively actively started to think about whether they want to shave their body or not and made the decision mm -hmm. to go against the stream. And yeah. that's what makes them more attracted to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've had I've had two different well my, my my partner now like in regards to my body hair he says like it's so like hot that you do what you want or that like you don't follow the norm that is like what is attractive yeah right so. the confidence yeah yeah absolutely thank you so <laughs> much kasha thank you jc for being here Real quick, before we go, this is your chance to plug any projects that you're working on, places where people can find you. This is, you know, anything that you guys have got going on. Uh, we'll start with Kasha and then JC. Give it your all here. Yeah, sure. So I'm, to be honest, I'm most active on Instagram, I think. So if you wish, you can follow me on Instagram. And my handle is katarzyna.zoltak. It's hard to spell. I'm working on that <laughs> because I'm from Poland. My name is not easy, um, but I'm working on that. I may be changing my username soon, but you, if you follow me on Instagram, you can find a link in my bio to my direct me page and you have all the articles I've written there. You have a way to contact me. I'm hoping to open my practice soon because as Kinkate mentioned, I'm psychologist, sexologist, I'm doing sex coaching at Sex Coach U. So I'm excited about starting my own practice soon. So if you wish to contact me, follow me on Instagram and yeah, if you want to be in touch and see what I'm doing, hopefully we'll be engaging in more projects with you and I'm excited. Thank you so much, Kasha. JC. Yeah, you can also follow me on Instagram. Freedom in Intimacy is my handle. I just got my website back up, which is freedominintimacy.com. That's where you can find my contact information for my private practice that is opening quite soon. Quite soon it will be open. I'm almost done and I'm almost certified. So yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, follow me on Instagram and you can check out my website. I have some blog that you can read on my website. So. Excellent. Thank you so much, JC. Thank you both. Everyone at home, thank you for listening. If you'd like to see more of me, you can find me at Royal Love Coach on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm also most active on TikTok at Kincaid McMinn, so check that out as well. If you'd like to receive private coaching from me, check out my website, royallovecoach.com, where you can see the services I offer and submit a coaching request in the contact section. Thank you, everyone, for listening. JC, Kasha, thank you for being here. Special shout out to JC's mom for raising such a badass hippie chick. <laughs> and until I see you all next time with another guest, love like royalty.